0: Hi there, everybody. Welcome to another episode of the CloudBase Mayhem. Just about ready to get on a plane, get away from this house build for a few weeks and go cover the Red Bull X-Alps. Prologue starts on the 8th. Race starts on the 11th. This is gonna be a hoot. It's a really cool technology for me to be going live to you from the air, which will be fun. So stay tuned for that and uh, hope you'll all dial in the race. This is gonna be cool. As always, we'll depend on the weather. See how fast these guys can can do it in, but so I'll be doing that. And this episode is all about the Alps as well, but from a totally different perspective. We've got Hansa and his son Martin on the show again. I just love these incredible what these guys are doing. I don't know anybody doing anything to this extent with uh, Bibi flying and tandem flying with their with their son or daughter. They have. Chosen a really cool style to do these. They decide on a mission and they give it three attempts. And on this third attempt from Annecy to, I believe the original goal was to Zermatt, but they had such great weather, they were able to carry on and get all the way to Davos. This went down last summer. They've done a trip every year of Martin's life since he was eight. He is now 14. And uh, they got shut down, obviously, with their plans to go into Europe during COVID, but they still went up into the Sierras and did it on skis and went up in the kind of Whitney Portal Williams zone, the highest mountains in the Sierras, and had a really cool mission out there. Yeah, these are just precious. It's so cool hearing Hans's perspective with his son and his son's perspective with dad. And those guys just having these really cool adventures. I'm incredibly inspired by these. I can't wait to start doing this with Fallon. She's five, and uh, I think we'll be following in these guys' footsteps here very shortly. Before we get into the show, I've got some uh, Patagonia t-shirts left. They are no longer allowing us to logo Patagonia t-shirts, so if you want one of those with the cloud-based Mayhem logo and what do we say on there? Talk less, fly more. <laughs> but they're a lot of fun, and they're a great product. And so, check out our store on cloudbaseam.com and uh, grab one of those because once these are gone, we won't be able to replace them. Still got tons of the great recap hats with all the CloudBaseAM logos and all the different various colors and ways. And they're beautiful. So check those out. Thanks as always for your support of the show. Just blows me away that we can keep doing this as we approach 200 and possibly another book. I'll be talking to Ed and Hugh when I'm over in the Alps about that. And it's, uh, the first one was based on the first 100 shows and we've already done another 100. So this has been a blast. Keep doing it. can't believe we've been doing this for almost 10 years now. And thank you all. We've also got quite a bit of bonus stuff in the pipeline. I've been recording those and haven't released one in a while, so we've got some of those coming up. But in the meantime, please enjoy this very fun talk with Hansa and his son, Martin. Cheers. Hansa and Martin, welcome back to the mayhem. We've got a lot to talk about. Just as a refresher for the listeners, uh, Hansa Rusmanic has done the X-Alps five times and he retired after the 2015 race from that, but has been doing these amazing full bivvies with his son, Martin, who's here with us. And we had you guys on the show back, I think the last one was right when COVID hit. So it was spring 2020, it was a few years ago now. And I know that shook up plans for your bibby that summer, but we're going to be talking about this amazing bibby you guys did last year from Annecy to Davos kind of the reverse of the route Hansa. you and I flew back in 2015. So very, very cool. Obviously you had some, some great weather and and we'll, we'll dive into that, but you guys, what I think we should do to start off with is just recap what's happened since the 2020, uh, planned full BIV in the Alps that, that didn't go down because of COVID and, and, and get us up to speed. Not to the not all the way to this last bivvy last summer, but what did you do instead and what have you been up to with the uh fly camping?
1: Well, Gavin, uh thanks for having us on again. Yep. Uh we the, the summer summer of twenty twenty, uh spring and summer of twenty twenty were mostly at
2: back, home, yeah.
1: Backpacking. Yeah, a lot
2: of backpacking. About, about thirty five days in.
1: Thirty five yeah. days of Whoa, gym, really? Yeah. Yeah. The longest being an eleven day trip with uh yeah, uh, my little, little
2: brother p- and my grandma.
0: Wow. Was that down in Chile or was that here? Did
1: no, you just stay because at home? It was
2: all COVID, so we couldn't be down in Chile. It was just in right. the
1: Sierras. And, by the Sierras and then had a good one in the Trinities yeah. as well. Yeah, so a lot of backpacking. And so then- COVID
0: was good for being outdoors. Yeah. <laughs>
1: <Yes>. <laughs> and then uh the spring of 21, uh, Martin, you want to tell yeah, me? Yeah,
2: we went in the Owens Valley, my dad and I we went on a like sky camping, but with cross country skis. So you figured out how to mount cross country skis to a paraglider kind of underneath us. Yeah. And it, well,
1: Martin would hold them. Yeah. I was for holding launch. for
2: takeoff and landing.
1: And then, and I, then I would then, just dangle them on, on some paraglider yeah. line underneath us for the flight. <laughs>
0: yeah. <laughs> I saw pictures of this. It was
2: hysterical. Yeah. It's
0: kind of like what Duragati's doing in Pakistan. It was. Yeah. But he's putting uh, them on and off in the air. That's, that's,
1: a nice, know, that's another level. pretty impressive.
0: Yeah. yeah. That's next level.
2: Yeah, and so, and then we entered so there. We just kind of flew around. We flew time. around from Onions. <laughs> yeah.
1: It was Onion Onion Valley up to a valley that's just north of Mount Williamson. Uh, yeah. It's all in the Mount, kind of the Mount Whitney area of the Owens on the Sierra side. And it was a low snow year. So even though it was just the end of March, we uh, uh, had very little snow. But up at 10,000 feet, we kind of did a, you know, depth. Slight downwind uphill landing and in a snow patch, just plowed it in. Yeah. And then uh, found a really nice camp spot yeah. nearby there. And what do we have for dinner?
2: Um steak. We flew up a steak and some cheese and yeah.
1: Yeah. Hansa back back from the
0: Sun Valley days. I still hear <laughs> about that around here. You'd go fly camping with a ribeye. Yeah. So
2: yeah.
1: <laughs> always for the first night, yes. <laughs> and then we uh, cross country skied up the next morning for you know like yeah. 500 meters, and then launched and uh, flew. They ended up flying back to the car because it was uh, we were gonna fly towards Whitney, but conditions weren't that yeah. great, and we decided we'd better get back to the vehicle. In style, yeah, yeah then uh what was then 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 we got to go back to the alps that uh hey, hang on 21. before you go
0: before yeah. you go back to the alps Anza. you just had a little bivvy trip where i was hoping to join you i didn't get to but that same peak that you you just spent the night last weekend on williamson i'd, I'd be curious that what was you know this this one you did with martin was the end of march you just did this one the first week of may what were the snow level differences like is you know the sierras have gotten a uh epic historical snowpack was it totally different
1: totally different there's 300 percent snow they're saying yeah. right now so Jeez. this this one you know all the uh, the road to Whit- up Whitney portal as soon as you hit the mountains that was closed obviously the one to Horseshoe Meadows was closed but as there were a lot of people doing um you know backcountry skiing and split snowboard stuff there's it was, it was the weekend this Was just before the end start of May, so it was like the last days of April before you need any permits, um, in that area, or mm. there's no quotas, so there were a lot of people uh, out and about, but um, yeah, just the hiked up the first zigzag, of the Whitney Portal Road, and um, uh, launched around one o'clock. Um, and thermals were much stronger on the out on the knolls rather than as you it was kind of choose your own thermal strength, yeah, the, the more you'd would move deeper in onto the snowy terrain the weaker the lift got because there was just so much more terrain covered with snow um wow. and top of lift was around around thirteen grand around the four thousand meter mark I was able to fly over to Mount Williamson but not land at the top there's a perfect saddle near the top which was kind of the that was the the dream to land up in there but uh after a minute, several attempts just had to side hill it but had you know that, that was only an hour and a half flight getting there. Landing it and then hiked up to the top, checked out the view from the top, spent the night in the saddle at fourteen grand, and the next morning was a a, a little tricky because it was there was a southwest wind. The first day was great because there was light east, almost no wind at all, and then there was a bit of a southwest. So the saddle itself was a little bit in the lee. Um, I was de- debating whether to wait for thermals to turn on or whether to just get off while I could, and decided to get off while I could. But that was already about. Nine fifty, and to my surprise thermals were on it before 10 o'clock so it was spring yeah flew it flew it flew all the way back to waltz launch and then back towards whitney got to check out the whitney portal valley really nice just got deep in there and could fly right back out and then landed by the car it was kind of a really quick project because i had to get back home but it was a beautiful kind. must have been
0: amazing to see those maps I've seen all these satellite images and stuff you know they've done all those flyovers to try to get a, a gauge of how much water is going to be coming down now and it's amazing that's so i mean i yeah. grew yeah, up they in tahoe lo- th- it reminds me of 80 you know the last big yeah. big winter was 1980 it reminds yeah. me of that. yeah
1: yeah they said there's 30 million acre feet in snow uh snowmelt i mean that's that's double the the Colorado river allotment uh you know they get the the water rights for Colorado river 15 million acre feet so this is this is an yeah. insane amount of snow that's up there yeah wow special
0: okay so a little distraction there but that was that was a good mission but then the next so the next year so you weren't able to go to the Alps COVID year one and then the next year
1: you did or you didn't 21 we did, did. Yeah. yeah 21 we did okay. and that was our second attempt
2: from Anasita Zermatt And it was, it was a good one. We got further than the first time, but still not to Zermatt and we slept quite a bit more. We were thinking that maybe two more days we could have gotten there, but yeah.
1: Yeah. Yeah, We had a good start. We had our best start of all. We got to the end of the RVs chain that first day. Mm-hmm. um But where did you
0: start? Did you start at Mont Men or or mm, uh, no, uh or?
1: Uh, let's see. Uh, I, I don't see it. No, no. The the what's the higher one up at uh, the, the higher one? called the four No, 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 You know just four Fourcla and then you go up a little ways. Is that is that one? common man
0: Yeah, Mama. Yeah, that that's below Tournette. Yeah. You know, yeah, yeah. It was that cool. one. Cool. Yeah. Okay. And yeah. so you got to the RV, the RV, the first day
1: and well, and the RVs it. the first day.
2: Yeah, that was our best day. Best best
1: first day. So yeah, was really, was good, really good, feeling pretty optimistic about it. Unfortunately, the forecast was not not too good. Yeah. Um so the the next day, so so that evening, even into that evening, we hiked over the RVs through yeah. cloud base. Yeah. It
2: was a scary experience because you can't see steps in front of you due to Whoa. the fog but it was Whoa. interesting <laughs> and, then,
1: and, then, and then yeah and then and the trail hiked.
2: was slightly non-existent so <laughs>
1: yeah it was kind of a sketchy hike over and over. Yeah. i think we hiked till almost 10 that evening to yeah. find a flat camp spot um is
0: but, this june because you're kind of you're usually doing this right around the race right or no actually it's after now because that, that, was that one june. was
2: during the race that, that was we oh, okay. ended up flying with one of the x-helps pilots for a few minutes Oh, we cool. on one? yeah we did it was like the last day and it was one of the french guys like the not the one what? right behind mauer but the one after
1: but was that that race or was that it was the, that one was that one okay anyway yeah because that would cool. have been 21 yeah yeah so so yeah we barely like there was a one point where we intersected with them but lo- kind of long story short once we got um had that really good flight the next day was just two sled rides and a lot of hiking got into yeah. the chamonix valley
2: hiked all the way through the chamonix valley day
1: three we hiked all the way through the chamonix valley all but the way that up to cold nice. ball yeah
2: but day three was nice because we got to stop and talk with um
1: like, yeah the the the, the folks from, from Absol- owners of absolute chamonix the tandem business yeah and oh they had they had invited me to their house in uh back in the oh nine x alps uh just wow, did, cool. yeah. yeah so kind of a trip down memory lane yeah Hey, let, let,
0: just go off on an adjunct here real quick. What are you carrying now? Because I remember the last time, you know, Martin, you were really small and you're bigger <laughs> now. And and dad was carrying most stuff. You had your little kind of day pack, but how does it divide up now? And what are you in 21? In if you were doing this around the same time as the x was going on, the weather was atrocious. Uh, tons of overdevelopment, tons of wind. Yeah. I'd, I'd li- I think the audience would like to know. You know, what do you bring in? You know, is it full tent or are you just bivvying in the wing or how does it go over your gear?
2: So for this last year, we had, I don't know about the year before, that's kind of hard to remember, but for this last year, we had a Dyneema tent, one of those Z-Packs, ultralight 600-gram tents that uses the poles to build. Yep. Yep. That worked amazing. And then in there, we have the paragliders, or sleeping bag. and. The paraglider is still the same. It's the UP something. The
1: UPK the the same The UP UPK 23 Yeah, the one we've had all the yeah. time. And How much is that, Hansa? How much does that weigh? That's a full weight. That's that's kind full of, weight. Yeah, that's that's an um, almost nine close to eight eight and a half nine kilos. Yeah. The heavy one. That that one's yeah. okay. Heavy. Okay. Martin's got a light harness, a thin red line yeah. from the nineties. That's a three hundred gram harness. And yeah, and I've got the same harness I've used on all these trips, which was uh. I Used in the 07 X Alps, it was. It's um,
2: it's the one with enough space to put stuff on. I in.
1: gave you no, 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 this, oh. was, this was even before that, way before. Okay, this is 07 X Alps. This was a we still had a you know, didn't even have a pod on it. Oh. Uh, yeah, Nervous Big Walk. I think a Nervous Big Walk it was called or something from Nervo's. but it's an 07 harness. But it's it's got a lot of a lot of space and it's actually not terribly heavy. I think it's in the 1. 1.3, 1. 1.5 kilo range. So that, yeah. that works. Martin's getting bring, all the food. Oh, go, sorry, Gavin. Okay.
0: Are you bringing any, um, are you bringing crampons, ice axe, that kind of thing? Or are you so just avoiding that, that kind of terrain?
2: Sometimes we do. Sometimes we do it in, depends in, on how early we do it. If we do okay. it like june or, then we probably bring them. We've never u- had to really use them.
1: Yeah, we yeah. did it on one trip and so we decided... We
2: definitely phased out the axes and the crampons. It's kind of a sometimes thing, yeah. yeah.
0: Yeah. Okay, okay. So you carry the food, Martin?
2: Yep, and my clothes and all of that.
1: Okay, gotcha. It's getting a lot better. It's getting yeah, with Martin yeah. being able to carry more, and I'm able to fit it into... Uh, one of the the super backpacks that i had for one of the x-alps so it used to be i used to be carrying a big tandem bag and it was just overloaded so it was it's a huge yeah, thing yeah yeah so so now we split the weight martin's got a normal little backpacking backpack which carries like 40 really
2: 40 liter RBI. okay yeah
1: okay you can get a lot of food in that
2: yeah
0: and then, and then <laughs> hansa what do you think your
1: weight is now you know, I think I I think when it when we start out, it's I I think it's under it's under twenty five kilos. It's getting very reasonable. It's actually like it the things are carrying uh quite well. So there's um the one place we decided we could shed weight is we still bring too much food. Like there is yeah, it's, it's so easy to restock on food sure. that um it would be worth even even if we had to land in the valley one one afternoon where we could have landed up high to restock, it might still be worth uh, that extra yeah. hike up rather than starting the trip, you know, carrying we've always had at least five days of food yeah. more. And or maybe,
0: it, I mean, I guess if you're doing it in June, it's maybe a little early. They maybe aren't all open, but what about huts? You know, it's pretty easy to get food from the huts too. Are you ever just stopping in a hut and having dinner there or grabbing supplies? Sometimes there? we
2: are. But I know it's like if, if there would be a hut we'd always stop, but it's never we
1: haven't touched the yeah. one hut that we've hit, which was we'd hit twice this guy Henry Henry
2: Yeah uh,
1: at the de st- F- Balm. Col de Balm. Yeah. Oh okay, yeah, on yeah. the back on the the back end of Chamonix. Yeah. Yeah, back end of Chamonix, yeah. So we we, we, we we passed by his hut twice and he's always been very nice. I think he's a he'd done a little bit of flying and he he bought and remodeled that whole yeah hut. But, yeah and um so so yeah so but otherwise you know every town's got you know every town's got food every pass has got some it's it's it, we're realizing it's so easy to top off on yeah the alps it's that's the one place to if we wanted to get faster moving on the ground we could cut down yeah just cut down get, on food yeah yeah and,
0: and what about the wing would you go with one of the new lightweight tandem we don't aren't they making Lightweight tandem wings too. I'm not much of a, tandem they, guy. they, they are
1: some, yeah, that, that, that looked into that a little bit, uh, UP was working on one, but then they abandoned the project. Uh, so we're a little bit of a standby, um, on that, but as Martin gets stronger, uh, yeah, and it's got a, a great stamina for hiking. I think it's, uh, you know, the, we're That's pretty set it. right now, I think. Yeah. yeah.
0: Cool. Okay. So, so keep going. So that you, you, get, you had the bad weather, you leave the air You kind of walk through sham and then what?
1: The, then it's looking like the weather's getting better, but unfortunately it was still too windy and cold yeah. when we woke up there. So
2: yeah, and this true. is still 2021 and it was early that year. Yeah. And so but it was extremely stable all of
1: that year. It, well it was stable it was a combination of things it was it was stable and it was windy too. Yeah. Like when we were at Balm, it was just it would the the wind we, wasn't We
2: weren't allowed. able to take off, yeah.
1: Yeah, we thought of doing some kind of a wrap around, fly around, but even that was it's yeah. too windy for that. So we we just had a Big hike day. That was by then it was day four. Day f- day five, we had a decent one where we got to Verbier. Yeah. Side hill landed just, just on the hills yeah. by Verbier, but then had a big hike over side hill that's 1600 yeah. and hiked up to the summit. Well, not to quite the summit, to 2,900 meters. Yeah
2: that was a day
1: mm. and it was That's pretty it was, high. Yeah. And we hiked p- to tell the, the, the happiest pigs in the world.
2: Yeah. We hiked by some pigs that were up in the high Alps, just enjoying. They
1: had a perfect view. Yeah. Had like a, they did a little shade, little, little yeah. food and just the, the most gorgeous view of the Alps. I mean, the, yeah. the happiest, oh, happiest pigs in the world.
0: To be a cow or a pig in Switzerland is a okay. Yeah. You know, <laughs> you're, you're, you're living pretty good. Yeah. Cool. I, I, and the, Martin, what? How old are you now?
2: I am currently fourteen.
0: So you were twelve.
2: That when I was twelve, yeah.
0: Okay, and how much have you grown since the last time we had you on the show? Oh yeah, a bit. Yeah. Ago. <laughs> yeah. Fair bit. Are you as tall as your dad? No,
2: definitely not. No. Just passed my mom a couple of weeks ago. But.
0: Oh, wow, Okay. So you're, yeah, you're, you're getting bigger. You can carry more weight. Is that, yeah. how does that affect Hansa? How does that affect the flying and the,
1: are you noticing that? Oh yeah, yeah. It's I mean, when we started, when he was eight, it was definitely kind of you know right on the
2: tandem. Yeah,
1: it felt like you know, you know, when you fly a tandem solo, it's just a little more than that. I mean, it felt like you're definitely still driving a you know big bus, and you had to really be aware of wind. Like you really had to respect the wind because you just just didn't have that much right loading. And now it's and now it feels great. It flies. Yeah, you know, we're right in a great weight range on it, and we can punch against wind if we need it. And you know, it flies yeah. nice.
0: I mean, back then when, when he was eight, could you have flown a, just a bigger solo wing? Would that have been a, maybe a tool that to, again, I'm not a tandem guy or you just have to use a tandem wing.
1: No, no, you could have. Yeah. That, that's uh that would be an option. If you, if you got a big, like an extra large solo wing, um, it might fly nicer. Um, it's Than just, a tandem. yeah. Yeah. So that would, I think if you had really for, that might be a consideration once I start doing it with, uh. Tommy, totally. yeah, because yeah. Tommy's six now, so two a, more years, two more years will be kind of where Martin yeah. was.
0: So, Martin, you've been doing this almost half your life. <laughs> I just added the math yeah. there.
1: That's pretty
0: impressive. Yeah, I mean, you guys have done a trip every year since you were eight. Yeah. Amazing. Are Are you going to become a pilot as well?
2: I hope to. Yeah. Well, oh, you've been cool. making little yeah, flights. Yeah, I've been making. Yeah, he's
1: been doing minutes. his first flights. The
2: longest is about ten minutes, just soaring cool. on the dunes. So.
1: Yeah,
2: awesome.
0: Wow. Okay. Okay. So you guys make you make Verbier. You go for a big hike.
1: To uh, are are you in the Verbier Valley? We're 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 kind of yeah. Verbier at the top station, not the very very summit station, but there's a big yep. uh, place. Yep. And then so the next day we get hiking. And once again too windy, so we have to do this kind of around. We did
2: a big around loop to try to maintain height and hope so would be able to fly. Yeah. But after we realized we were forced to then go down because it was. It was like, starting to rain. It was starting to rain and it was one of our last days, and we didn't want to be trapped super high up in the rain. Not mm. that we have a bus the next day
1: yeah and the last day was good but it didn't it didn't get good till pretty late in the day like we yeah. hiked to a great launch and we're actually in cloud base waiting for things to yeah. dry out a little bit and
2: so with that loop we ended up just going super around to try to maintain height where we could have just gone down and up and saved. The
0: so time. you're kind of contouring you went out the back of Verbier of, yeah. of, of on the north side You're exactly kind of going down the rhone yeah. uh and you're contouring you're trying to get Zermatt.
1: Yeah, but we're basically at the at that point we're realizing it's extremely unlikely, and then yeah. so we launched, kind of, you know, just above Sion and try to skirt, you know, on this on the south edge of that airspace. That last day we we covered a fair bit of distance in about yeah. an hour and a half once we got airborne because there's a uh, you know there's there's obviously that valley wind that's down there and there was coupled with a westerly wind, but not 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 too crazy, but enough to really <laughs> skip along and then. Topped off pretty high above Sierra, and then got a big flush all the way down to the bottom of the valley and landed by yeah. Luke, which is near like halfway between Sierra and Wisp or something like yeah. that. So, so, so oh, you made it a fair distance. Yeah, I made a fair distance. Got about yeah. another 10k over last time, but yeah. you know, but that's still, still far from,
2: yeah. from
1: making it. Uh, yeah. But uh, this is definitely with a lot of ambition to come back. Yeah, which is what we did in uh, this last summer in yeah. 22. Okay. So before we get to
0: that, what I, I think a lot of people, I know I am curious about it, it. When you guys are flying together, is it decision by Hansa? Is it decision by consensus? Are you talking a lot about it? Hansa, are you ever, you know, Martin, are you ever getting kind of scared and going, okay, I'm done. I don't, I don't feel good. I'm not liking this. And then Hansa, you just stick it in or how does that, how do the, how do the decisions go down?
2: Well, it's definitely decision by consensus. We definitely talk about it. Um, okay. If I'm not sure, then my dad has full power because he has so much more experience than I do.
0: Sure.
2: But there were definitely one of my favorite times when I had the better idea. We ended up taking out due to his decisions were when we were when there was a time it was entering the Chamonix Valley. This
1: the, was the 2019. Right?
2: Yeah. Tw- first time going Anasita Zermatt and the mountains in a little like curving and then went back out kind of towards yep. the valley. And my dad wanted to cut through it, and I was like, "Wait, but shouldn't We go around. We ended up cutting through and sticking out." Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you were right. <laughs> yeah. right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. We were
1: like, at you know two yeah. thirty p.m. on the valley floor, scratching my head, and Martin's like, "You should just follow like that.
0: Ah, you got that. That's unusual for you, Hans. Usually, you're pretty patient, but you got a little impatient there yeah. start racing. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um martin again we'll we'll get to i know we're going to talk mostly about this last one you did because it was amazing yeah but are you do you ever get scared are you pretty confident are you pretty I'm chill in the air Does it ever, i'd say yeah.
2: i mean sometimes but there's no no events that i can really think of where i was really scared
0: yeah, and now hansa what about you I'd be curious, you know, all my sailing years, there's, there's your game face and there's your real internal stuff <laughs> going on, you know, when you're in a storm, that kind of thing. I mean, I always had to act like everything was totally fine, but sometimes it wasn't. What about from your perspective? Uh, in, I don't want you to freak your son out, but no. if there've been, if there've been times where it's, it's pretty spooky because, because you've got a passenger or, or well, are you I just think- not flying in those conditions?
1: You know I'm, I'm, I'm definitely trying to respect the conditions but yeah just by the sheer number of time and hours there's there's bound to be a few yeah uh, the, the sure. one that comes to mind is this was back on our second one we were trying you know we were trying to go uh to corvara and we'd made it and then we had another three days flying around in the dolomites and it was getting really ripe there it's pretty common that it starts to uh overdevelop and it was just uh we were we we're heading for a small landing field and there was some wind and <laughs> yeah. speaking he was still we were still quite light loading had uh, the trimmers yeah. full out and i did um it was a bit of a zigzag to to make the tight landing field and when i zigged back into the wind it felt like almost no penetration a lot of sink and basically yeah. our our approach took us through through two treetops yeah up, uh into mm. that field made that field really nice but uh that last final zigzag was all necessary unnecessary. <laughs> so, right. So that felt, right. you know, for a moment, I was like, oh, this would just be the worst to be stuck hanging yeah. in trees on a tandem and having to explain that to local. <laughs> <stores." your> son. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that would be a little bittersweet. It'd yeah. be hard to, <laughs> you'd want to get down real quick before anybody saw you. Yeah. <laughs> But otherwise for conditions for the most, I mean, that, you know, the, the, the tandem fly is really nice. It's like, it's, yeah. you know, it's a, it's a, it's like a big, maybe B minus a plus kind of wing in its behavior. So it's, it's got, it's got a lot of passive safety and, um, I would say, you know, f- for the most part, we're just, uh, trying to, you know, trying to fly smart, um, yeah, yeah, you know, some landings have been a little faster. Yeah,
2: that's true. That when you're about to take off or about to land, there's kind of that, oh, what if, but it's always fine.
1: Yeah.
0: They have been
2: faster and, landings, but it's nothing that bad.
0: And and do you kind of have, Hans, a, a hard stop? Is there is there a, a wind amount that you just say we're walking period. I mean, obviously you've you've got to adjust a lot compared to your ex Alps days and what you were willing to fly in there on a totally different kind of weapon. But now is there just a, a number that says no, or is it more just how things are, how, what you're seeing in the sky? And I mean, in other words, how much are you looking at real time wind data and forecast versus sticking your finger up in the air?
1: It's a, it's a little bit of a combo because we do have, uh, there are a lot of stations when you pull up windy, luckily, you know, the Alps are, 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 are you know, got, got quite a few stations. So it's definitely, you know, checking what maybe some of the higher stations are getting or where some of the compressions are happening. But a lot of it is just, you know, looking at the, at the clouds, feeling the, feeling the conditions on launch, um, I mean, a good example is what Martin mentioned when we were at Col de Balm and just we had we wait around almost half a day to see if if we'd be able to f- fly out of there before we decide to make the hike. Uh, and I hadn't always had Martin, you wait here. I'm going to run up to this spot and check it out. And you know, it was one of those like, do I can I soar up the west side high enough to wrap around and 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 go east? And kind of, it's like you're saying, Gavin, it's a move that could be you know, on a solo wing in the X-Alps, it'd be a no brainer. It's kind of, if, if you were going that direction, that's what we yep. would do. Uh, but with the tandem and we're, you know, if, if you were sinking out you, with the tandem, you really have to evaluate your landing areas a lot better as well. Hmm. Um, yes. So it's, uh, yeah, there's, I mean, the, yeah, you just give it a, you give it a lot more margin, a lot more margin, a lot okay. more margin. Yeah. To keep it safe. Cause it's a, you know, it's one of those things it's, Obviously seen from the outside, this is, it, it can be seen as a very dangerous thing to be doing with your son. So you just, just want to make sure you do, you know, uh, you got to do this right. You can't, you can't get it wrong.
0: Right. Okay. Yeah, sure. Okay. So you guys almost get to Visp in 21 and then was it already on the map to come back the next season? It's been kind Definitely. of this entity to Zermatt goal, correct? That, that's been kind of the route. That's well, cool.
2: we have this rule where we set a goal and then we do it three times. And if we can't get it in three times, then oh. we move on because it was too hard or something along that. Ah, way. oh,
1: yeah. I didn't know that. Okay. Yeah, that's a cool. personal rule we made. Is basically, yeah. we're gonna try three attempts. Once we, you know, once we make a goal, we change it up, and then the new one gets three attempts. So it can yeah. be up to three years trying it. Yeah. Um. Until uh. Until we. Until we get it, and if we're not getting it. After three attempts, we let ourselves yeah. basically choose a new one. If, if that, yeah. or, but that luckily that hasn't been the case. Yeah. So
0: what happens when Tomas gets to be eight? Do you do two a year? <laughs>
2: yeah.
1: Might have to do. <laughs> I um, have a good reason to go do two back to back.
2: That sounds well, okay. Then I'll be sixteen, so not. Ah, maybe you'll just be flying your own bed, glider. So yeah.
0: yeah. You you that'd be cool. A Little family yeah. mission, baby. Yeah. Oh, amazing. Okay, so. 2022 the weather's epic and you start again at mont Men.
1: correct yeah 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 so it um so we got there at a, at a decent time we, we yeah. took a bus train combo got there you know we, we were we, we started out of basically from Prague took a bus yeah. to uh,
2: Munich, to, then Geneva, then yeah. whatnot. Just yeah, basically
1: get to launch, and then it was a good time of day. But it was still, it was kind of a stable day. It was getting pretty hot. It was, yeah. it was, a, it was kind of one of those early periods in June. But no, July. This was mid July, and it was getting really hot in Europe. I think that's when, like, England started sweltering under 40 40 Celsius weather.
2: Yeah, where everyone was having 40 Celsius, super hot. We're freezing up at 4,000. But yeah, but that's later. Yeah, that's later.
1: (laughs) We weren't, we weren't, the thing is, we weren't able to get any higher than, like, Tornette levels. So on that, on the first day, yeah. yeah, We just put up a lot of scratch marks between the Don I saw there. I
0: saw your, uh, your, track log i was look, checking that out this morning Look, you worked really hard to get out there yeah. yeah, we just plan over to plan Fay and got on the teeth and, and yeah yeah uh, we're uh, just recycled
1: recycled recycled and every trying to get trying to get higher than the turnet and just 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 basically level with turnet was more or less the best we were going to do so yeah. at a certain point we're like well we're just waste we're burning daylight let's huck it over the back and see how far we can get yeah which we promptly sunk out on the hills that lead yeah. the hills that lead to um
2: the, RVs. the
1: R.V. Yeah, And We quickly packed it up. We we're very motivated. Hiked up,
2: and then launched later in the day.
1: Yeah, hiked up five hundred. Same day, first day. Same day, first day. Yeah, yeah. that was the that okay. was the, that was a two flight day. So we quickly hiked up five hundred meters. Ate some raspberries along the way.
2: Yep.
1: And uh, nice. And then even we had this quick pack where we had just these these basically yeah. I- ikea duffel bag uh, yeah. ikea duffel bag that we could throw everything in and just kind of strap it under the harness like a really quick deploy like yeah. that. those are <laughs> those are like let's not let's not worry about packing everything up for a long flight we just need to get off yeah. asap
2: but then there's always the risk because if you're gonna go if you know that it's just a short flight then you don't put on all the long pants the down pants mm. and everything but then you find yourself at some altitude almost supposed to be a short flight and you're freezing up there so it's always the yeah
1: i think you had one of those right gavin oh
0: that that ended my 2019 race yeah that was (laughs) that was brutal you know it was so stable and so hot i just never imagined i could get tall and then when i did i had it you know i had my sleeves on that was it yeah frozen i couldn't think i couldn't yeah it was that was that was brutal
1: yeah so we made it we got into the rvs but it was already pretty late and um Established on the RVs, got to Colder's RVs, yeah, and landed. Uh, basically made one pass towards La Clusa and it was sinky. And figured our best spot is uh, yeah, RV for a landing. Nice big area up there, yeah,
2: great. Because there was also a nice, like, hut lodge with ice cream there, restaurant type oh,
1: kind of thing. Yeah, nice. yeah. So, so Martin's learning French, so I sent him over to get some ice cream while yeah. I packed up the glider fantastic that's a beautiful chain yeah it's yeah.
0: so nice being in the air
1: and oh, we so figured good you know, first day we need, to be, we need to find a good east side spot but let's let's make the most distance so we hiked into the evening um on the east side uh there's a lot of like roads that access cabins all yeah. over the east side there so we found a little patch in the forest camped out next morning we just continued hiking on the east side for quite a ways and um really wanted to make sure that it turned on uh so we didn't I don't think we launched on day two until it might've been as late as, as two o'clock. Yeah. Um, and even so it's stable, it's stable at that, but it's getting better. We're getting deep into the deeper mountains. Like we're not in that same stable that we were the day before. And it just took a little longer to get going. But by the end of the RVs chain, we're getting well over three grand, which made the crossing over some yeah. much, uh,
2: Well, it was it was a good amount, but it still wasn't like to be safe enough because we weren't gaining that much height. And we knew Mm. that the other side was west facing, so it wouldn't be good lift there.
1: That's right. Mm. And
2: so we weren't able to get enough height to be sure. So we decided that we're just wasting time here. Just fly over. And okay. so we'll land and we'll hike up. And so we flew over. We're about to land, like setting up for landing. No, and
1: this is, this is, this is, that's Verbier. You're thinking Verbier. Oh, okay.
2: Never no, mind. Wrong, <laughs> <day. laughs> wrong day.
1: Wrong nah.
0: day. Yeah. Notice you, uh, I, if I got this right, that the second day from the Aravi, you took the south route around Cham, correct? Yeah. The, yeah. The, yeah we, uh, Mont Blanc.
1: We, yeah, exactly. We stayed, we stayed well south because once we crossed the, there's, you get above Solange and then there's this like big, rockfall that happened maybe 20 years yeah. ago but a very distinct face that had ripped off a long time yeah. ago got up above that and then then we were getting to 3600 meters almost 37 and you could cut over a wilderness and end up basically even east of uh, the bravant launch um so so we basically cut yeah exactly we we're north of north of chamonix uh, and we were towards the east end of the valley by the time yeah. we were basically, you know, ready to, to cross it. So we crossed, um, you know,
2: we crossed over Goldabalm, Balm, basically.
1: Yeah, we, we mm. basically just just a little bit south of de is where we kind of left the Chamonix Valley. But we were getting to 4000 meters. I mean, we we're higher than, oh. than D. it was a beautiful day. Yeah. It, was, it was just a spectacular day. And that, that type of top of lift suddenly made things. You know, yeah. much easier, much easier, much easier. Yeah. yeah. Even going through all that glaciated area on the uh, far east end of the valley and south of Côte and Yeah. Then it was interesting where we finally got low on terrain again. When we got into a big flush because yeah. uh it was just just trying to figure out the local valley winds. Uh, we got ourselves onto a little bit of a crosswind side yeah. of something that seemed like, oh, this is going to work. And it was nothing but flush. So we had to. Yeah to wrap around um and then we went further south than course line but we were trying to get established because we did see good development there's probably like a middle Ridge but we're not quite yet it,
2: yeah so to, towards the end of the day so about four or five maybe
1: yeah yeah so we you were kind of in the orsiers zone I think right yeah yeah, yeah. what yep. we did we ended up basically got to a spot and it would you kind of reach where you just can't get any higher. You could sort of ridge soar, maintain there, but the little piece of terrain was a little too yeah. shallow to you know to really get. You know, it's just basically six thirty in the afternoon, and we're yeah we're we can maintain, but we can't get any higher. And we see this perfect cumulus above us on this yeah. mountain, probably another two thousand meters above, but just there was no way to connect. It was a little too late in the day, yeah. um,
0: and style wise. Are you, Martin, are you guys trying to land high so you're not having to do a big heaver in the morning? Or are you trying to stay
2: up? Yes, if, if possible, then definitely yes.
1: Yeah, because we
0: have Okay, few- so you're trying to stick it in tall and yeah. in a coal or something. And, you know, I launch from the same place the next day. Is that the, is that the kind of the goal? Because, I mean, when I looked at the track logs, they're pretty connected. It didn't yeah. look like there was a ton of hiking in between each one. I mean, no. there's some, but it, was, it looked like you were definitely kind of sticking with the with the high terrain
2: yeah i mean well it's a decision between do we land up here or do we hike up a thousand meters tomorrow morning so sure that's
1: an easy one yeah Yeah. (laughs) Um, it was was, was probably the laziest one on the hiking front for sure because the weather was was so good um this end of the second day where we stuck it we then had this river cross, this fat stream slash river crossing that we were...
2: Well, it wasn't that wasn't that much of a problem. It was that there were a ton of like willow bushes to try to put mm. down to it.
1: Yeah, yeah. It was like once you land, you realize how difficult it is to progress on. Like, <laughs> yeah. We spent the next two hours just trying to figure out how we're going to get across this uh a kind of you know big stream finally decided to go to a bridge but yeah bushwhacking down the super steep kind of half muddy yeah hillside pushing through bushes it was just suddenly a whole different reality <laughs> yeah. after after being in the air for four and a half hours yeah martin your your
0: dad's kind of famously uh you know he's a meteorologist really good at weather but he's he kind of famously pretty low tech in terms of <laughs> You know, apps and phones and all that kind of thing, yep. which I, I I dig. But are you the navigator? Or yes. What are you guys using for? I imagine you are. So are you, are you using Gaia, or what are you using for maps?
2: For maps, we that we that year we still had like the Garmin Outdoor Active with like the little Garmin in yep.
1: Yep.
2: But then I think we're we just got Gaia this year, and I think that's gonna be. We yeah. might
1: start using Gaia yeah. but in the air. In the air, we don't have a. We have
2: ah, an old, what it, is it, 2000 It's <laughs> oh, Yeah, it's,
1: it's, it's from the <laughs> 07. Are you kidding naked. me? We You're just... still using it? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Yeah, the power button—the little thing you have to stick a piece of gravel or stick in there to hit.
2: Yeah, to the power button—that's my job.
1: I can't believe you're still using that. It was that funny. Was awesome. The week
2: before, I knew what was happening, so I left one of my nails to grow really long, and then like cut and had like a in like a built-in little <laughs> stick in my nail just to be able to hit it. I hit the power button.
1: Yeah. My, yeah. it, my nail
2: looked really bad when it worked.
0: Oh, like father, like son. Then I guess. <laughs>
1: <Yes>. <laughs> <laughs> I
0: figured. I figured you'd have all the tech all dialed.
2: But
1: you're still using the e-tracks. I love it. Yeah, yeah. But Martin's got it on his. Um, he's got it on his leg, and purposefully, it's it basically. I'm just asking him for that info. i you know, we yeah. got we got four pieces of info on there. What time of day, glide ratio, elevation,
2: and comp- speed, speed and com. And
1: com- yeah, and then the compass. Yeah, side. so it's got the compass setting. So there's yeah there's so any uh, I'll just call out for information as I need it yeah. and that the Martin kind of it's kind of part of the I guess the teaching like he's seeing like I'm, I'm basically always vocalizing what I'm thinking uh, yeah. mm. and and mm. and getting that feedback information from yeah. the instrument that's Martin giving me that vocally.
2: Yeah. Mm.
0: Got you, Yeah. And I think, I think once you guys do the guy, that'll make the ground stuff really nice too. Cause it's yeah. just, there's so many trails in the Alps. It's, you know, it's pretty easy to just yeah. sniff around and find one too, but it, they're, they're all in there The I used outdoor active for, I think my first, the 2015 race. And the problem with that was that it's, it's open source. So if anybody's walked somewhere, it could be in there mm-hmm. and it's not necessarily a trail. So there, it got me pretty good and lost a few times just following what I thought was something and wasn't actually something. It was just somebody cruising through the woods.
2: Yeah, that screwed us over the first year. But then the Garmin one is also quite good, just in the app Mm -hmm. that you use with the InReach
1: Oh yeah. 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 That yeah. in reach app. Yeah. So that's yeah, so really that nice.
2: And we use and That was also good with the trails and everything. And it also had like the built-in satellite if you want it and it was downloadable. So yeah. Um, the Earth we also apps, that. great. Yeah.
0: That's terrific. Okay. Okay. So you guys get your, uh, I, I can't remember that you, you may, is this the next day you made it all the way to fish?
1: So let's see, uh, we are, let's see so, so this we is just f- end of day two. So we're just we just finished day two. But now we're we've realized that even if we had to hike to Zermatt we we, think in five days, it. like even if the weather completely, which would still forecast was stellar. But if even if it had turned uh, bad, we were now finally within striking distance. So that was inspiring. Mm, and yeah. we just wanted to get it to a point where to an east facing launch to glide towards Verbier, we were thinking we'd taken like a morning flight over side hill it and maybe hike up a little bit and then use the west slopes when they yeah. turned on so day three is basically kind of a traverse kind of going back northward getting into a position to launch yeah. a nice east face and launched about 11:30. Yeah, um, the
2: east wasn't really working that day.
1: Yeah, it was surprising. We weren't able we were able to maintain but not gain. Yeah. Huh. So, so we, we decided.
2: decided to just book it for the west face. While we flat from height. Yeah. And then into
0: Verbier. So if you so you've left the massif now and you're you're flying towards Verbier. Yeah.
1: Yep. Okay. And just the, south of Verbier, yeah. the, the town. And yeah. so
2: there was nothing on the west face. We were just getting ready to land. And then off of the slightest beep, beep, well, really? we just started passing. We were already set up to land but them to started passing. And then yes, we so made, managed few- to go up, what, 1,000 meters more, right? A
1: lot more, yeah. Because basically there we were setting up to land on the same exact spot we'd side-hilled uh, the year prior. On, yeah, uh, where
2: the dream pigs were on day happiest five, happiest pigs in the world were exactly
1: yeah. <laughs> just 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 around the area of the happiest yeah. pigs in the world, and then this time it was in very light lift. It was you know tons of circles, but over over the next half hour we gained yeah. we gained the thirteen hundred meters that took us all afternoon to hike half. the year higher. So it was a trip down memory lane. Air, yeah, and then yeah. we kept going, and then we got above the highest four peaks would be five, peak.
2: I think, it was four
1: thousand. Well. Later in the day. We got Later 1, in the 1, day, 5. yeah. Here we're getting to about 4,000 and it's looking perfect, light, light Northwest wind. So you're, you're
0: probably, you must be above Ruinette or something above the top lift there looking down yeah. at Herbie Yeah. Day. Yeah. On the west-facing stuff, wow, you're perfectly
1: positioned. And it was interesting to see how they're storing their yeah, snow in the just They plow out, it and they yeah. cover it with white tarps. Exactly. they tell they're that, doing that all after over the Alps now. The
2: Ukraine war, they knew that electricity was going to be expensive the
1: next winter. For snowmaking, yeah. So they saved all their water snow. Water
2: snow, which was a cool idea, actually, because it saves a ton of energy. And we
1: saw that a lot of places yeah. along the way that where they would just pile up their snow, you know, probably... 20 meters high 60 meters wide and cover it with wide white tarps up as yeah. high on the skiing slopes as they could. Wow. Crazy.
0: So, yeah. I've run into that a couple of times on the race now. Wow. Yeah. That's an expensive tarp. <laughs> <laughs> These are huge tarps. <laughs> so Makes this is, this so. is
1: day three. We're now making, yeah. you know, it's something, you know, textbook flying and almost felt like cheating with such high top yeah. of lift. Uh, going for the Matterhorn became a straight line deal. We're just 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 you know really just basically yeah finding thermals where they should be and making our way and good viz you could see it yes right yeah. from leaving. You could see it, yeah. Oh, could see it. Magic. Holy smokes. And there was other people too flying around. There's some solo yeah. gliders flying around and we get to uh um mountain just to the north of the Matterhorn and we're feeling a bit of a north now like there was a bit of a north uh, maybe a little northwest in it uh, so that we are drifting south with all the circles so the, as we get around to this mount you know we topped off there that was probably 4400 meters yeah pretty good before we decided Jeez. to make the final glide onto the Matterhorn um, then we get there and this is one of those discussion things where I, I I thought we could maybe try to soar up it or try to spend some more time there.
2: And I was like, no, because I was looking down at the glaciers and thinking, well, if we suddenly get into a big big bad sink, right? Then we're going down. If we're landing on the glaciers, it looks like fine and smooth from yeah. top, but in reality, <laughs> there are huge rocks, and so you don't want to be landing on that.
1: And the crevasses, yeah, yeah. It was. It's. I could see why they gave us a five kilometer. Radius in the Alps on the Matterhorn.
2: Yeah,
1: because it's 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 deep in there. I mean, arriving at four thousand, you're already feeling a little bit on the low side. Uh, yeah, yeah. So,
0: what time of day did you get to the Matterhorn?
1: Well, this I think it was been like three thirty or so. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It okay. was pretty early yeah. on, and then we we spent another almost three hours uh in the Zermatt area, just checking everything out, and actually made a decision at one point where. We didn't have to land in zermatt i mean that was our goal but we obviously had made it suddenly something we've been trying for you know twice now for a week some 50 hours and we made it which yeah. was just amazing yeah. and yeah, day three you're in day three we're in yeah and we you know there was this conditor i promised uh martin we would go to that had some just wonderful raspberry pastry i remember from two of the ex-alps so that was drawing us down to land but also you know, top of lift was so high. We, a couple of times we got back to four thousand five hundred, wow. and at that point we're thinking, well, you know, we could skip the pastry and just continue on our flight. But with the combination of the Zermatt yeah. Valley wind and the north wind aloft, every time we tried to punch out of that long, it's like an upside down Y. That yeah, trying to go towards Wisp, we would we would very quickly start. You know, we'd get sometimes two to one glide. Yeah, yeah, but so
2: it's funny because wow. we would. You thermal up to, what, 4,600, yeah. right? And then you fly for a little bit, and then it's two to one down. And then you try again and again.
1: Recycled a few times cold like
2: Yeah, very cold. <laughs> it
1: was cold. I
0: bet it was yeah. cold. Yeah, I mean that. Once you get up into that, I mean you're in the really high terrain. All yeah. kinds of weird stuff can start happening with the weather. I mean, I imagine you're getting a three thirty two. You're getting a pretty good pull up from from Vesp and what is it, Vesp and Brig?
1: Yeah,
0: yeah. Coming up the valley there, so you didn't try. You, you were trying to get across to the SASS, but you didn't make it. Yeah. yeah. So
1: we a, a couple of times trying to just exit. We realized okay, it's not going to happen. And then part of it was also trying to figure out where are they landing because I never. I'd gone through Zermatt a few times in the x Alps, but i never actually. Oh, were, the
0: Tandem LZ is
1: tiny. Yeah, 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 it's by the rail. By the there's this this um by the railroad track basically. Yeah, there's a the train station.
2: Yeah. yeah,
1: yeah, I don't even know because that's their official Tandem LZ, but that's the place we saw the other paragliders landing. So we figured, okay, we got to land yeah. there, and it was that was a fast one.
2: That was a fast one, yeah, because
1: <laughs> it was already in the shade. It was six o'clock, and it was a. Uh, there was no valley wind at that yeah. point. It backed off, and it was almost almost starting to turn catabatic So was, yeah. um landed in there, looked for that I, c- Yeah, Couldn't yeah. find it. They must have closed it over COVID or something. Oh, no. That particular oh. one was not there. We bought, yeah. walked back and forth through Zermatt Village about three yeah. times, looking for this place that I swore was there, but just wasn't. Um,
2: yeah.
1: And uh, hiked out of town, found a, found a nice place to sleep. Sleep, yeah
2: and then yeah
1: the next morning
2: yeah we hiked a little bit up well quite a bit up
1: and thousand meters yeah. up. yeah watch the watch the tandems kind of come across yeah the valley onto our side. i was gonna say
0: did you go to the did you go to the launch that the tandems use that mm. kind of east facing no. at the top of the lift okay is, no. No,
1: no so so we did see a lot of tandems come across onto our face so they were launching something they had a they had a lift which would have been on East of oh yeah, I guess
0: there's I guess theirs is west, isn't it? And then they come across. They the come across. And, yeah. So yeah, that was right. a
1: great indicator. We'd watch them uh, come across and see if they were maintaining or not. And then I think it was about about twelve thirty. We got to a good spot. We were a thousand feet over Zermatt, about twenty eight hundred meters.
2: Yeah.
1: Um, looks like the thermals were starting to turn on. Good. The east face has been facing it, you know, all morning. And there was a there was a solo guy who was climbing. Yeah. Out above us so this was all all the all the check marks were good that it was time to go yeah and um we still hadn't quite made the decision what next yeah we were Hmm. yeah Yeah, you're you're you'd reached goal we'd goal yeah so what were the two options martin
2: well one of them was to go back to annecy and Ah, the other one was was to keep on going um east but for right then they just a. it was to get out of the serbat valley
1: yeah mm, just go somewhere yeah. yeah so just to get like to go north and get out to get more yeah. towards the the big Rhone valley to see whether we and and as as we were approaching the end we would make that call so we uh we it was beautiful we thermaled right up uh, got a yeah. bunch of great pictures with the Matterhorn, and there was no wind at all which was uh which was awesome mm. we mm-hmm. could uh Basically, go over saddles, super low, just these glaciated saddles. And I even suggested a top landing on some high snow patch to Martin, which said, <laughs> there's no reason to do that right now." <laughs> yeah. Keep going, Dad.
2: Just the just the thought of not being able to get, not being able to launch from there and being stuck sure. up there with cliffs below was was not really the most enticing <laughs> factor. <laughs>
0: That can be hard to, you know, even after all these years, that, that can be kind of hard to gauge too. Things that look pretty good from the sky often aren't very good. So yeah. you, you, you can get kind of stuck.
1: Oh, man, I wish I hadn't landed here. Yeah. But um, yeah, it was a great day. Was, there was a, I think that day there was a lot more pilots out and about yeah. and sailplanes, And we basically crossed over just to the west of Wisp.
2: That was a nice warm-up.
1: That, that yeah. big
2: from four thousand down to two thousand. That yeah. was amazing.
1: Yeah. Either down to maybe twenty five hundred and and then got up. Uh, uh and at that point we decided to, yeah, that was just before crossing. We made the call. We're gonna keep going east. Like yeah. we, we, we know what's we know what's between here and Anasu. We've we've spent like the yeah. kind of last few years in this area. Let's go to some new terrain especially for Martin new yeah. train from Martin and uh, just continue east as far as possible and uh, crossed over the, I forgot the name of it. I'm
2: uh, um, so,
1: that, that, no, actually the, the longest glacier in Europe there.
2: Yeah.
1: Oh, the Alec. 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 Alec glacier. Yeah. yeah. Got some nice pictures over yeah. that. And at that point it was starting to get a little ripe. There were some pretty big looking clouds. Uh, so, you know, There was one we had to cross under it, but to avoid any kind of cloud suck, I decided to give it like a thousand vertical below it. And then we started sinking out. We got onto the terrain and to my surprise, we were getting a, an East wind. Mm. And when I, we, you know, we were getting now probably coming out of the the crimson. Yeah. yeah, the Grimsel Snake. Yeah, I forgot yeah. about the Grimsel Snake. I remember hearing, you know, the, the, and when you get that heat low over the Alps, it, it starts to draw in yeah. these north winds through, especially in the northern Alps, it'll draw in yeah. winds through pretty high passes and wherever it can. And so it, it overcame this, you know, this this massive valley wind gets overcome at that point. And uh, yeah. you suddenly hit, get a wind reversal there. So. Yeah. That uh, that forced us to what well, we tried to establish. We it tried tries to, to reestablish and get but, like above valley wind yeah. layers, but it couldn't, and landed there. Hiked into Oberwald.
2: Yeah, Oberwald. Mm-hmm.
1: But it, it mm-hmm. was nice. On the way, we got some ice cream and uh, yeah. got a few groceries and yeah, the it was really interesting as we hiking through that valley, just seeing what the wind was doing there, like the way yeah. that you know as that brimsel snake kind of spills and down into Oberwald, it was just it was all over the The yeah. direction would you know suddenly change, change gust really strong and then be nothing for a while so it was yeah the more you know, it's the, almost
0: like a mini fern isn't it yeah yeah, yeah it was, don't yeah. you think i mean it just really dumps when yeah. it when, when the snake starts going i mean that, that's why it's so people respect it so much because it's just yeah. it's it, it is like a lo- little localized fern effect it seems like
1: yeah and we were so we were glad we were actually on the ground. I think it had we had we tried to push more into that area, it just might have made landing even more funky. Even though the fields were really big and grassy, it was still it was it was it was fine. We we'd flown that was probably I think that was the longest flight. Yeah, not time wise, but longest just distance distance flies. I think we made seventy kilometers that day. And wow. so awesome. we're, now we're just finishing day four. Um, ended up camping out in in the woods just near Oberwald. And the next morning, what was the next morning was kind of overcast,
2: yeah, it was quite overcast. But we knew that we had to get over the Forca Pass,
1: and that was a long hike to get yeah. to the Forca Pass. We there's a lot of blueberries along the way, which was nice, yeah. Mm. And got to the Forca Pass. Did you fly it or you, you so you hiked over it? We, no, hiked, we, hiked, it. we hiked, yeah, we hiked that up, was up and got, long. To, <laughs>
2: yeah.
1: got to the Forca Pass, uh, and it would have been launchable. Um, there was basically like an East wind at the pass and that, th- that, was a tough call because yeah. launch it, but it, I wasn't seeing any guarantee of getting up. It was a very shallow valley that kind of leads out of yeah. there. So if we'd launched it, we were looking at maybe, you know, if we sunk out 300 meters, we just have another big hike up, which we'd been doing all morning. So yeah. we decided to traverse a bit and try looking for launches on the hillsides and, we burnt a lot of time doing that and it was nothing was looking too ideal
2: yeah and
1: then we had the scariest moment because i said i was gonna say to martin we
2: decided to continue on on the road yes we're hiking the road yeah
1: we're hiking the road and uh i was was telling martin i was well i should have stated this way i should have said once you look uh just to, to see if you're clear we can cross the road but i said we can cr- i was i said it the wrong way i said we can we can cross the road and and then i was about to say once you look so martin martin heard that
2: you yeah. can cross
1: the road and there was a, a bicycle <laughs> zipping down yeah Ooh. and he just did that he luckily did a quick avoidance <laughs> yeah. maneuver and just italian <laughs> <Yeah>. cursing like <laughs> crazy yeah <laughs> 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 Martin, you
2: mean
0: motorcycle or pedal bike? A pedal
1: bike. A just, pedal just, bike. It was, oh so man, cruising. So. Yeah, 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 they were yeah. They're going fast Sipping there, and it was yeah. I mean that was. That could have gone terribly bad. That
0: could have been. That That
2: was probably the most dangerous moment of the whole
0: trip. Yeah, totally. Well, that's usually the case. The ground stuff that gets
1: you. Wow. But we finally found a launch uh, that made sense that that, that we traversed so long that, you know, now we had good elevation over the valley and we were trying to get to, Andermatt Pass, yeah. uh, at least, uh, just to save ourselves a bit of hiking, and that was the shortest day. That was, I mean, if we flew only forty-five minutes that day, but just shows how good it was, it
2: was. Yeah, it was a good forty-five minutes. I mean, we covered a good amount of distance.
1: We kind of covered a good amount of distance, and but it was, it was, it was basically when conditions. Speaking of kind of the limits, it was is ripe, you know, turning t- towards rotten uh, as far yeah. as the sky. Oh. There's, you know, in the distance there were some big Q names pretty far off. And we got to Undermott Pass, and even though lift-wise we could have kept going, I said, no, we need, we need, we need to get on yeah. the ground. It's just it's just we need to land for yeah. this ODs um, and set up for a really nice, long, grassy uh, landing yeah. approach. And I think that we hit a batch of sink behind us because suddenly what should have felt like would have been into a valley flow.
2: yeah. We and had a
1: tailwind. We were just skidded along the really grass. grass yeah, yeah, and just flared up onto this grassy patch and just tumbled yeah. together.
2: <laughs> yeah, it's hard to coordinate four legs.
0: Four legs. One, two, speed. three, <laughs> roll.
2: It was kind. Of Do you often so just, just kind
0: of skid in.
1: Yeah. No, it was, it was yeah. skid and tumble kind of. Yeah, it was. But skid it was and tumble. grass. It was really nice yeah, grassy nice, spot.
2: But yeah.
1: And and,
0: uh, <laughs> and then this was were the were the windmills churning. Yeah, they were. Yeah. 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 There were, there, yeah. were there. Yeah, there, were, there it's was always, that always freaks me out in there. I don't know. Andermatt's just one of those places where it's, yeah. I mean, you've got four huge passes right there. You've got the stuff coming up from Bellinzona and you've got this, the, whatever that pass is going out to the North, out to Zurich. And
1: it's just, yeah, it's a complex place. Yeah. It is. Yeah. It is, it yeah. Really is. But we're happy to be on the on. ground and took uh you know, those are great. There was a nice little stream there, and yeah. we just we t- really took our time. Right now, about at that forty-five point, minutes. Yeah, at least we took at least forty-five minutes to pack up. There was really no big hurry, yeah. big push, and it was we're you know seeing if it was going to start raining or not, and it looked like it wasn't. So we finally packed everything up
2: walked about 200 meters
1: maybe a kilometer maybe ahead.
2: a kilometer but not not much like we can still see a spot where we landed and then it started coming down yeah it
1: started raining so we yeah. quickly set up oh. tent and so, some, yeah. so we could have we could have just set up tent where we landed that would have be the yeah. most practical thing but right after all that packing up then we just yeah. had to unpack it all real quick <laughs> and then we had we were watching the uh you know on windy you can see the radar returns i mean we had some really big storms pass right over us through the night
2: yeah the, night. The, the the tents around it really well well i slept through it so it was all theoretical for me but... <laughs> 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 i remember yeah
0: fantastic
2: quick side you
0: have you have two bags two sleeping bags nope,
2: nope no sleeping bags just the glider Just oh. The glider. oh really yeah. yeah we have these oh, two okay. super
1: light um thermo rest pads that was after the first year where we yeah. didn't bring any uh
2: there's three quarter lengths
1: or okay yeah, yeah. So yeah. three quarter lengths. just just air thermo rests like they're you know, yeah. less than 200 grams each Yeah, off. but right. and then the tandem is our blanket so we basically have the tandem you know i, I fold old school half 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 so then basically when you un- unroll it a little bit you get everybody get you know each one of us has half a t- the there's a bit half of tandem wing. underneath us, yeah. and then we get half a wing to work with for temperature control. Yeah. Jeez, and you can sleep, Hansa? I've never seen You sleep can sleep
2: through way. it. Was... Your feet get tangled in the lines. Yeah you, like yeah, yeah, you
0: feel like you're in a fishing net. You <laughs> yeah. <strangled> all night. <laughs> Well, and, and wings make so much noise when
1: you move. Too. Oh, yeah, too much. I would, I would drive everybody crazy. Yeah. yeah, you have to. You do have to get tired. The first nights are kind of, but yeah, ends up melatonin.
2: Great. Yeah,
1: you can take some melatonin. Yeah. <laughs> ah, there you go. Yeah, a little sleep aid. Yeah. yeah. And uh, okay, so you're you're uh, well, so you're in day Andermont, six, day six now. Yeah, yeah. We wake up day six. It's still a little rainy, so there's no yeah. hurry to get out. And we're in cloud. We're basically in cloud and a little drizzly. Yeah, um but the first good break we we pack up, um hike just to the pass itself. Uh,
2: yeah, there there was like some restaurants and some stuff. So we got an we got ice cream. cream, and I served as a travel agent, figuring out all of our bus options back. Yes,
1: because now we know we know the, the you know the we're on day six, day seven it's done. So the morning of day eight, Martin figures, well yeah. we're definitely going to get to Khour, so we got us a bus. Yeah. Uh, on FlixBus back from Cour to Prague.
2: Yeah, but it was uh, it was a bet trying to figure out where we're gonna get to or from, especially in the yeah. days where I was also looking at it, and for even a minute I was considering, what if we take the bus from? It starts with a W, the capital of Luxembourg. Oh. Because uh-huh. so I was thinking, what's the big city between her and one of the previous cities? So, yeah.
1: So we we we, right. we had we had a ticket. We had a bus ticket for you know, the morning of day eight. Uh yeah. So we knew of I had course. to finish by day seven. And yeah. uh so we knew which should all things considered, we should be able to get to core. but we at that point we're deciding our goal is yeah. Davos. Uh Davos looked like a really cool goal. And I think yeah. we spoke mm-hmm. and you said take a swim in the lake. And it's funny in the XOPS I completely like even I spaced. I don't remember rem- remember the lake, but there's definitely a nice big lake there. Yeah. So we landed mm-hmm. right no but oh, we're, not sorry, we're not there yet. So so we're morning, yeah, we're morning of day five, getting, you know, the kind of, the weather's overcast, we're getting certain logistics taken care of, Martin's yeah. really good about getting all, you know, we do have a power banks with us, but whenever we get to a, any place where there is a place to plug in, we'll yeah. just charge up all power banks and all yeah. in reaches. And
2: and we also have solar panels and stuff.
1: Yeah, so. we did have a solar right, panel. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. And then some ice cream, and then it started to break up, and we basically hiked to uh, found a good launch, and that day was really nice and easy t- once we got going around two o'clock. Yeah, it was it was just nice textbook flying kind of trip down memory lane from many many Alps ago, um, and really that was a really nice not not super challenging but just beautiful yeah. flying, and around four thirty. Uh, I start to notice um, a lower cloud coming over some of the passes uh, to the north and they're pretty high passes they're passes that are like 2600 meters and that and remembering you know from the two days prior the Grimsel Snake and the whole experiences of in the X-Ops where I've been on perfect south you know uh, south facing southwest facing slopes in the late afternoon and been flushed completely all the way down to the valley i realized mm. okay it's starting to come in and we need to uh, our best bet is to, to top land yeah. high which yeah which we did we landed about 2300 meters and it was a hot, one of those hot days too and yeah. really hot down in the valley and
2: yeah
1: um you know it felt like we were landing early i think it was a really it was yeah it was a good it move. was a good move yeah so you're not down to Kur yet you're just flying down the Rhine no we're about halfway realistically we're halfway maybe a little past halfway between undermas under pass and and Coor. and okay. it's only 4.30, but i decided to pull this it didn't uh, seem this right. top hill uh a mm-hmm. uh, top hill ending um and basically we i think it was a smart move because as we hiked uh, then we hiked a little bit north to find a camp spot and then we start to hit that wind towards afternoon and it was pretty yeah. it was pretty strong there was a big you know it was a big flush so we yeah we 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 side-hilled it before that got to our area but it would have affected i think even the next crossing yeah everything's really shallow in there and it, we would have risked being flushed in there so it was a good move to stay high and we found this really just really beautiful place to camp out yeah. found all these bullets that were you know probably a good you know probably fifth maybe Maybe ten centimeters tall yeah. well, and maybe two centimeters wide, and they were rusty. And they must have, the hmm. Swiss the Swiss Army must have had a lot of practice there. And, yeah,
0: uh, yeah, right. Yeah, I mean, it's, well, and Coor, Coor is, is famously windy. Yeah, that that place gets crazy strong valley winds. I've had some beautiful flights down the Rhine to, to then just suddenly be whoa, what is going on here? but it can be, you want to
1: be high. Yeah. It's one of those arteries that feeds it. And yeah. we knew, we knew that that the next day we would want to be crossing chorus as, as high as possible. Um, yeah. so the next, uh, the next morning, let's see. So we, we wake up in this beautiful place, uh, but it's not a launchable place. So we had a bit of hiking around yeah. to do. Um, and we got to a place we're scoping out launch. You want to tell them that funny story?
2: Oh, yeah. We're scoping out launch, and my dad goes to go to the bathroom and look at the wind conditions. And while taking the number two, his phone falls into his. I dropped my (laughs) phone
0: in my shit. Dude, (laughs) it was the worst. What?
1: (laughs) Oh... What a crusher! <laughs> yeah,
2: so
1: that was a that was a bit of a cleanup. Yeah, to get my phone.
0: <laughs> oh man, that's a man. Maybe we should leave this behind.
1: Oh man, <laughs> brutal, <about>. man. Yeah. <laughs> but um, finally get to a good launch. Even though we, you know, we were we probably could have launched a little earlier, but once again, we're being a little conservative. Don't want to lose that height. Don't want to lose yeah. the day. Uh, it's our last day, and uh, we've got kind of one shot at Davos. Yeah and uh so we, so we get flying uh and it is a windier day it's it's a it's a bit of a southwest which is fine cuz it's crossing you know we are trying to go east so, get little, so we're not you got a little bit of tailwind yeah a little bit of tailwind but this whole terrain now this last bit of as you're getting close to hoor it's um it's shallower and with very steep terrain only at the crest so with uh, often we'd be stuck running to ridge soar the crest and then we would venture out venture out and you know try to find thermals and then sometimes run back to actually ridge soar back up on the on the steep crest mountains so it was a it was
2: it was not easy flying. It was, yeah.
1: No, it was not easy flying, especially that part to Khour was not easy because you know you'd, you, the crest was pretty deep in on sh- on relatively shallow slope. Yeah. Uh, with now some wind in the picture, so it it definitely I think from you know tactics and you know it was the most challenging. Uh,
2: yeah.
1: Day. You know? Yeah. Mm. But once we finally approached the mountain before Khour. Uh, we were able to top out and just touch cloud base at thirty three hundred meters, yeah. and that was great. Every meter counted because the we crossed core onto some steep west facing cliffs, but those were actually not quite working yet. So it made for a it made for a tough decision there. Do you sink out into the core valley, or do you jump over the back and hope to frisbee along? Yeah, into the you know that valley that leads to the pass that'll go into Davos, and yeah. we we mm-hmm. we went for it. And there there was you know could have found places certainly there was places to land but it would have been tight if you had to and, and luckily be...
2: also getting out of there with public transportation wouldn't have been i mean there probably would have been buses but it wasn't that big that yeah
1: yeah i think there's you know there was it was that initial part after crossing court, deciding to jump over the back frisbeeing along that was a little bit of a the last of the what i would call real challenging parts. and then hmm. we finally got established in there and then it was then it was basically like yeah. uh clockwork again making yeah. our way towards core i mean towards davos and uh got to davos isn't that
0: beautiful is, terrain yeah. there? yeah, yeah it's just magnificent yeah, it's so yeah. amazing I, I mean it's Hard to say. I mean, everywhere you've been has been amazing, from Annecy all the way. But uh, you know, the Rhine and the huge terrain around Fiche and the Alex Glacier and the Matterhorn and yeah. Mont Blanc and everything else. But that green—it's just a—it's just surreal. That from Cour to Davos is one of my favorite legs. It's just gorgeous
1: in there. Yeah, it's so cool. And it was—it was—it was interesting to fly it in this direction because I've flown it twice the other way in in various Alps, but this time flying it back up and um as we arrived in davos uh, and got to got to the lake to the to the north of us was already yeah. a pretty good ripe looking uh you know not quite cumen yet but it was definitely a big cumulus congestus yeah. forming and so, yeah, we basically ended up basically doing a spiral dive down to the lake. We weren't sure whether you're allowed to land by the lake or not, but we said, well, land land by the yeah. big, it's a big, open, grassy area, yeah. pack it up. and
2: So it was a great spiral down, and then we packed up, <sighs> jumped in the lake.
1: We jumped in the lake. Martin figured out <sighs> of what place to go for Bob. Yeah. Yeah. That-
0: there's a train station right there. Exactly. You guys nailed it. It's just perfect.
1: Yeah. Yep. Camped out one more night. We got our train tickets yep. for the next morning because we had the bus out of core around 10 o'clock. So we we just, you know, hiked up into the forest. One more, one more rainy yeah, night. Yeah, one more
2: rainy night. In the yeah.
1: forest. But uh, yeah, m- like mission accomplished. And then some, yeah. I mean, more than doubled- the yeah. uh it was 120 120- i mean that's a dream mission
0: yeah it really is i mean that is, that is the vol Biv in the alps it's, yeah and you pulled it off yeah. at a tandem amazing yeah it was yeah. ended up
1: being if, even via that turn point right around the 300k mark uh and the original goal was only 120k which seems yeah. so so tough so yeah right this was uh this well, this was a dream to make it this far yeah, and yeah see all the southern southern Swiss alps. yeah so what do you, I mean,
0: what's, how does it work now? You've had the three attempts, you made it. What do you, do you start in Davos next and just keep going or what? Yep. I, I can't wait to hear what the next one
1: is. Yeah, so yeah. So we decided to, to make Davos to start. We could have actually, the, by the way our rules go, we could have cho- chosen a completely random start. Yeah, totally random, new thing. Yeah. But yeah. Uh, Martin, tell them what the so goal was.
2: We decided to go from Davos where we finished this time to Guevara where we finished the goal before
1: to wear it in, in the dolomites so it's, it's ah, a big one. so you're going to jump the spine yeah so we got yeah. 150k North the south. So As the as goal like like it's less distance than what we just had this summer but as far as a, 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 but that's big. a big goal it's at least yeah. 150k away and uh it'll you know and I know there's some some parks the Swiss get kind of upset about. Yeah. Uh, I remember through some of the X Alps. We were
2: we still need to look at Google Earth for that one.
1: We need to get, figure yeah, out so yeah,
0: yeah, there is some there is some funky stuff. I mean you could go you could go straight south to St. Moritz, you know, and remember Hansa, mm-hmm. we have went through there in, in 2015, or you probably, you know, more course line would be more down towards Murano, I guess, right? And
1: uh but yeah, I think talking over the big stuff. Yeah, but that might hit you might hit some of those parks, so we just have to You're going
0: to hit the Nash, you're going to hit the Swiss National Park, which they definitely don't want you to land in. Yeah, for sure, but there that that's where it gets tricky. is right around Aaron's place. There there's there's a lot of there's a lot of the Swiss parks. There's a the big one, the Big National Park and um but you can fly over it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you just can't yeah. land in
1: it. I remember when uh my supporters it was I think uh uh, Luis and Jesse in the two thousand thirteen, uh, and the, and they were supporting. And one of the rangers was saying, telling him that flying over his national parks is like walking naked in front of the Pope. <laughs> 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 he was very adamant about uh, yeah. his part. Yeah,
0: yeah, no, I, I, they're very particular about that.
1: And I mean, for sure, and we but, are too. You know, the Gavin. It's not just with yeah. sort of, I mean, you, you, you no, no, no. If you were to fly yeah. in and out of uh, Yosemite, I bet you'd stir the hornet's nest. I bet, yeah. You know, I mean, okay.
0: Yeah, and I mean that's the thing about the the flying over there too. I mean, it's you're not going to get away with it. I mean, there's there's you know there's just, there's a lot of people. Somebody's going to see you, and that's yeah. they. They're, we have to respect their rules too, but, but that's, you know, there's definitely, there's a route through yeah. there that you can figure out. That'll be, that'll be pretty spectacular. What a neat end. And are you going next month
2: again? Or are you going in June?
1: No, this no. is going be, to be later. It's, it's gonna
2: gonna
1: be... late July.
2: Yeah. Late July. late July.
1: Yeah. Like mid, mid to late July is when we'll be there. Well, that should be fine. I mean, that should work because
0: I, I I would have said that'd be pretty hard to do what you just did. Cause getting out of Annecy that late's pretty tough, but You'll be in the high terrain and and that should that should work pretty well huh? and then you're getting the dolomites when it's yep. starting to be nice
1: yeah so fingers crossed that we get some good weather i mean it's yep. uh, the, 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 the obviously as all of these things go that's it's the weather that plays a role i mean yeah. looking back at it, we were just looking at the track logs that we emailed you and it's i think it's 90 85 90 percent was covered by air we had yeah a total of 26 hours, uh, over that week. Uh, and our shortest flight was 45 minutes. Our longest was, uh, six and a half hours. So it's just, we put a lot of airtime in. That's amazing.
0: Six and a half. And Martin, do you ever get air sick? Nope. Luckily Nothing. not. No, that's amazing. Six and a half hours. Oh man. With dad and this guy. Okay. So, uh, for both of you since 2008 to now best flight,
2: Got to be the one getting into Zermatt.
0: Really? Yeah. Just flying from Runet over those huge, tall peaks. Yeah. And posting up on the Matterhorn. Yeah, that's hard to beat. Yeah, yeah that please. I would I would
1: agree. And I would put number two as the second year when we made it almost to Corvara. That was yeah. a 50K flight. That yes. was just just a beautiful, beautiful flight. We'd had two days of rain. So we actually did Yeah. We flew day one out of Selamzee going... Uh, west, and then we had two days of hiking, and then we had just a beautiful fifty k flight that took us, yeah. uh, the, you know, right into the Dolomites, which was that was that was pretty sweet. Yeah, mm. you you
0: mentioned Martin. You mentioned at one point you guys kind of had this rule, you know, the three three attempts rule and that kind of thing. Are there other rules? Are there are there guidelines? Are there uh, you know philosophy? Is there a philosophy of the of the Sky Camp Hansa Martin team that kind of guides the principles
2: i'd say not really the well self-support yeah self-support the only other rule is also that we can't have we can't use any public transportation or any like non- paraglider or foot transportation after we launch after we get up onto the f- starting spot.
1: Yeah, so the, you can you, gotcha. can you can you know whatever the initial start launch you can take uh, bus, whatever taxi whatever to gotcha. get to the initial start. But once we've begun our mission,
0: yeah, it's, no gondolas, no trams, nothing. no cars, yeah. no taxis, no scooters. No. You're you're, yeah. you're on foot or you're flying. Yeah, yeah, love it, love it. Do you think? Hansa, as as the years go by, you, know, you start doing with Tomas, Can you see this changing in any way? Would it be, uh, you know, I, I remember when I did the thing with with uh, with Will. His his style was that we would we had to connect the line. In other words, you couldn't fill gaps with walking. You could walk, but you had to you had to basically. If you were taking off twenty k down, you had to fly back and tag where you where you'd left off, and then keep going. You know, you had to have a kind of a continuous track log. Do you guys talk about stuff like that, or is it just self support? That's clean enough.
2: I think self support, and I think you could tell by that that just having to go back. Because if you get a span of rainy days, then it's better just not to move.
1: but yeah, yeah, it would it would, it would yeah. almost incentivize not moving. The the. Which... the... So I think just, just getting there. I think part of it is just whatever it takes to get there.
2: Yeah.
1: Yeah. Just get there. Yeah. yeah. Or attempt to get there. But obviously with the, with terrible weather, you, you quickly realize the con you know, the can't do it. How convoluted the Alps are, you know, what seems like straight line distance to be not so big. It, it, it yeah. gets really hard to make progress if you're just stuck on. Yeah.
0: Hansi, the, I think I asked you about this in the last one, but has this, in a sense, replaced what you've lost with the X alps or is it even better because you've got this incredible connection where you're doing something with your son? I'm, I'm asking because I'm getting so fired up to do this with Fallon. It just seems like such a great way to spend time with your
1: kid. Yeah, no, it's that that is it's just a great way to connect without any of, you know, yeah. life's normal worries or chores or anything like that. Just to, to be on a mission where you're you're just trying to make distance towards the goal and and doing it by your own rules. I mean yeah. it's you know, it's 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 it it's it, 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 it is apples and oranges. I mean, there's something about the race of the ex-Alps mm-hmm. and the sheer, you know, just like the live tracking and, you know, everybody's, it's, there, there's something about the X-Alps and, and the sheer tiredness and the mindset. You, mm. you don't, you don't quite reach that. And it's good. You don't, you wouldn't want to be that tired in this, in, no. in, in this adventure. You, you need, we need <laughs> right. all the, all the focus and the rest you can uh, get. But I do remember even in the X-Alps thinking, wow, this would be great places to return to and just like check it out in a slightly less hectic fashion. So yeah. In some ways, this this is it. I mean, the the, the rules are really simple. You don't have to show up for some prologue. You don't have to, you're not satisfying any uh, sponsor. You just kind of, you keep the rules as simple as possible. I think one other rule I would mention is you don't move forward at any cost. I mean, there was a point where we thought, okay, on the second or third one, we could just hike the Sion Valley uh, and just make distance. And then just making endless distance down the road uh lose, yeah, loses, yeah becomes becomes pointless you really you're there to be in the mountains uh, so that's why we're trying to you know land high whenever possible or, or keep yeah. it on the mountain routes um mm, but it does weird. yeah I, I think it, it definitely fills uh, it definitely fills the gap and it's not it's not the same but it's in many ways just as good it's yeah. a different kind definitely. of just as good yeah and with thomas it's going to be a different you know we'll see how how his patience is because we've had him on some flights of you know after about half an hour at this age he he's ready to land i mean he's, he's excited to get airborne sure. but then he's also happy to land so a lot of things we're talking with martin a lot of things have to come together to yeah. make these kind of trips i mean a uh, the other parent uh, usually mom i guess would have to agree that's, yeah, that, that, yeah. that's, the, that's a big, yeah, one. That, It's not going to even, you don't consider BCD before that, if, if that, was the right. uh, yeah. <laughs> there's no getting around a, Yeah. yeah. <laughs> then, uh, then, then B is probably, you know, the, 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 the dad or could be the mom or whatever. It has to be a good enough, uh, pilot to, uh, confidently and safely pull it off. The, the kid has to be wanting and willing and excited about doing it. And mm-hmm. they also cannot get sick. So yeah. there's at least four things right there. Yeah, they gotta that come that, together. Gotta come together.
0: Hansa, I'm, a- I'm asking this for personal reason. I don't know if this would be totally interesting to everybody listening, but maybe maybe to some. But you know, as I'm thinking about this with with Fallon, you know, I've obviously got a lot of pilot experience and solo experience and X Alps and that kind of thing. But I've never been a tandem pilot. Is that would that worry you? I mean, is this something I can very easily figure out or should I go become a, you know, I've got tandem gear. I have flown people tandem, but I'm not a tandem pilot. I never have been. I don't have, you know, you've got thousands of hours in tandems and you did all those years of tandems. Is that, is that necessary?
1: You know, I don't, I, don't, I wouldn't actually, I think the sheer piloting experience is more important than the tandem experience because in this you'll be side hill landing you'll be you know launch. you're not doing the you know if you're, I, the I, the if you're working as a professional stuff. tandem pilot you're often using the same launch and landing more or less you're not you're not taking people into in deep you're not side hill landing somewhere with, with people so uh i, th- I think I think your idea of getting an extra large uh, glider is probably a lot better than getting a full-blown tandem especially in the early years i would i would recommend that uh, just to be mm-hmm. like right in the proper weight range and sure. uh okay. then um yeah then obviously it's all about just you know respecting what you're that you're now with your daughter and and giving yourself huge margins um but yeah i don't i Honestly, I don't think I don't think it's so much the the, the tandem pilot thing. I think it's the ex Alps pilot that's going to play a much bigger role in this. Uh, the okay. pilot that's sure. feels comfortable, you know, side hill landing a lot of places, and it's the, just you know at that point, you just try to pick your days when it's, um, you know, wind avoid like wind days. avoid wind as much yeah. as possible initially, right, right, and sure. the rest will fall into place.
2: And I think you've also,
1: guys, what a Oh go ahead. Uh,
2: and I think you've also got to put into consideration that you're driving a big bus on a sports car. And yeah, what that entails. Yeah.
0: Very, very different weapon, aren't you? It's a maybe weapon's not a very good choice, but I like to think of these wings as <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. sharp blades. And this is a very dull blade with a tin <laughs> sure. Yeah. But Guys, thanks so much. I've just been smiling ear to ear for the last hour and a half. I I appreciate it. Always so fun to hear about these adventures. Hans, I appreciate the pictures that you send me when you guys are doing this and the stoke, and it's just it's pure joy to watch how much joy you are both having doing this. So, have a great adventure this summer. We'll be following along, and maybe we could even put a link up to your shared page or something so other people can watch and send you messages and messages and stuff. That'd be a lot of fun. But good luck from Davos to the Dolomites. That sounds uh, that sounds
1: terrific.
2: Yeah, thank you.
1: Thank you, Gavin. Thanks for giving us opportunity to share story again and uh it's amazing yet you're fast approaching number 200 on your podcast right
0: I know. I know. We should, we actually, this is going to be real close to 200 because we've got a couple logged here in front of you. So we're going to be right on the cusp yeah. when this goes live, but yeah, I can't believe it. Right. Unbelievable. It's yeah. been
1: going on for a while now,
0: as long as you guys have been doing
1: these trips actually. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, well, thanks again, Gavin. It's been, yeah, it's thanks. been great. And, uh, lots of luck, uh, as you start doing this, uh, with Fallon, I, I, I yeah. hope she enjoys it. And, uh, you know, can too. even I would start. You know, it's as simple as an overnighter somewhere, just super chill. Definitely, yeah. definitely.
0: That's how we'll start it. We got a great place to do that here in our backyard. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm start, hoping to start there and come to the Alps, and maybe we'll glom onto you guys one of these days. That'd be fun. Yeah, yeah,
1: one of these years we might we'll try to make some time to get back out to Sun Valley. It's been a yeah. while. Uh, so please do, yeah. please yeah. do. Thanks, guys. Appreciate yeah. it. Uh, right. Thanks, Gavin.
2: Yeah. Bye.
0: If you find the cloud-based mayhem valuable, you can support it in a lot of different ways. You can give us a rating on iTunes or Stitcher, or however you get your podcast. That goes a long ways and helps spread the word. You can blog about it on your own website or share it on social media. You can talk about it on the way up to launch with your pilot friends. I know a lot of interesting conversations have happened that way. And of course, you can support us financially. This show does take a lot of time, a lot of editing. A lot of storage and music and all kinds of behind-the-scenes costs. So if you can support us financially, all we've ever asked for is a buck a show. And you can do that through a one-time donation through PayPal, or you can set up a subscription service that charges you for each show that comes out. We put a new show out every two weeks. So, for example, if you did a buck a show, and every two weeks, it'd be about $25 a year. So way cheaper than a magazine subscription and it makes all of this possible. I do not want to fund this show with advertising or sponsors. We get asked about that uh, pretty frequently, but for a whole bunch of different reasons, which I've said many times on the show, I don't want to do that. I don't like having that stuff at the front of the show. And I also want you to know that these are authentic conversations with real people. And these are just our opinions, but our opinions are not being skewed by sponsors or advertising dollars. I think that's a pretty toxic business model. So I hope you dig that. You can support us. If you go to cloudbasemayhem.com, you can find the places to support. You can do it through patreon.com forward slash mayhem. If you want a recurring subscription, you can also do that directly through the website. Uh, We've tried to make it really easy and that will give you access to all the bonus material, little video casts that we do and extra little uh, nuggets that we find in conversations that don't make it into the main show, but we feel like you should hear. We don't put any of that behind a paywall. If you can't afford to support us then just let me know and I'll set you up with an account of course that'll be lifetime and hopefully and you're being in a position someday to be able to support us but you'll find all that on the website uh, all of you who have supported us or even joined our newsletter or bought cloud-based mayhem merchandise t-shirts or hats or anything you should be all set up you should have an account and you should be able to access all that bonus material now thank you so much for listening I really appreciate your support and we'll see you on the next show thank you